So Rosh Chodesh Kislev, we're going to talk about two things today. Um, of course, we have Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which is the grand celebration. We'll talk about it in a minute. And uh, but first, we'll talk about Rosh Chodesh Kislev Tafresh Nun Ches. And okay, so now we're talking about uh, 100 and um, I guess 106 years ago. And uh, this is the uh, birthday of Rabbi Shmariyahu Gorari. We discussed a little bit about him the other day. Uh, that's the, known as the Rashag. Rashag Rabbi Shmari, abbreviation. It's easier to remember Rabbi Shmariyahu Gorari. Um, it's interesting. Sometimes the abbreviation of their names, sometimes they put the last name as part of the abbreviation, sometimes just the first names. Uh, whatever fits, you know, I don't know exactly. There must be some. Uh, mystical, uh, mystical uh, reasons for it, but in any event, uh, he was born on this day, um, and uh, he eventually became the son-in-law of the previous Rebbe. As mentioned many times, the previous Rebbe had three daughters, and the older one was Rabbi Gerari. The middle one, Chayamushka, uh, his his wife's name was Chana, the Rebbe Chana, that was the oldest daughter of the middle Rebbe. Then there was the, uh, of course, the Rebbe's wife was Rebbe Sanchai Mushka, and she married the Rebbe. And then the other, you know, couple, as we learned, they unfortunately they perished during the Holocaust. And the, uh, and, and you know, I've heard also the Rebbe say that you know people were complaining about the Holocaust, this and that. And Rebbe said, well, nobody uh, can say, you know, you know, I personally suffered, my family and everything else, many members of the Rebbe's family and close people, you know, perished. So I mean, the Rebbe didn't want. You know, people to use that as an excuse uh, not to uh, do Torah and mitzvahs because, you know, people are saying it was the Holocaust. But anyway, that's not what we're discussing about today. Uh, he, uh, he was born shortly after they founded the Yeshiva Tomchet Mimim. And he comes from a very wealthy family. The Gorari family were a very known um, wealthy family. His uh, father was Rabbi Menachem Mendel Gorari. And um, he was uh, from the uh, Port Hasidim of the Rebbe Rashab. He was educated in the Yeshiva Tomchei Tmimim. And in the year Tafrej Peyalev, uh, so that was shortly after the Rebbe uh, um, went out of, uh, of Russia. You know, that, that's the... Uh, um, um, at that time, um, a couple of years after going out of, of Russia, uh, he got married. Uh, no, no, what am I talking about? This was, uh, this was earlier, this was before, this was in the, in the 1920s, uh, right in the beginning. In the 1920s, he got married. The, the Rebbe got married uh, later on, but he, he got married in, 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 in Russia, in Tafresh Pialov. And his father-in-law, which is the previous Rebbe, made him part of the uh, Chabad uh, leadership over there to head. Uh, he became the head of the Chabad yeshivas called the Tavchet Mimim. That was his, his job. Okay, so that his, uh, his birthday is in Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Now, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, uh, we're talking about now in the year Tavshin uh, Lamed Ches. Uh, Tavshin Lamed Ches. It's more recent. This is uh, related to the Rebbe. Uh, during um, Shmini Atzeres. Now, the Rebbe's uh, work and uh, the Rebbe's uh, teachings and efforts, you know, go beyond anything that 
anybody can describe, but when it came the month of Tishrei, uh, that was the first month of the year, uh, with Simchas Torah, Shminatzer, Shoshana, Yom Kippur, uh, first of all, there were tons and tons of guests that used to come to the Rebbe on a regular basis to be with the Rebbe during the during the high holidays and during Sukkot Torah, and you know especially Sukkot Torah and Sukkot in general. Sukkot Torah was sort of a very joyous, and in the Rebbe's uh, presence, it was just uh, uh, unbelievable. The energy, the spiritual levels, the the the, the camaraderie, the Hasidim, and and the Rebbe it was like a. a something that you had to experience if you uh, it's kind of hard to describe what it was it was just uh, uh, an unbelievable uh, uh, you know experience you know every year coming the holidays you know from the time the guests used to start coming arriving until the time that they left and and the Rebbe worked doubly and triply as hard you know first of all there is all the uh, holidays the high holidays they take up you know a lot of a lot of effort and you know somebody who really serves Hashem uh, works harder than the ordinary uh, person, but the Rebbe, on top of that, would do you know, on, would stand for hours in line, you know, before Rosh Hashanah. He would accept uh, notes from the people that would for prayers, for blessings, um, and you know, for sukkahs, he would uh, he distribute lekach for the people that were standing. And there's rows would go for endless amount of rows and rows and rows. <laughs> lines that people would wait for hours to get the turn to go to the Rebbe. And it was just a very, very intense, a tense, intense time. And then all the Fabrengans, because of all the holidays, there was a lot of gatherings, there was a lot of times the Rebbe would speak to the people. And, you know, to us students, I was a student at the time, uh, at that time, and this was in, like I said, in so this takes us back um, close, almost uh, 40, what is it? Uh, almost, not, not quite 40 years ago, but uh, 30, yeah, no, 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 this is in Lamadches. And uh, so Lamadchem, um, you know, Ayn Ches, it's a short of 40 years, it's uh, 44 years, 46 years, uh, um, you know, it was uh, 40 years ago. At that time, yeah, um, but to us students, you know, we didn't see the Rebbe as a human. We didn't look at the Rebbe as a human being because the Rebbe was never tired, he was never... The energy was endless, and there was the teaching was endless. the 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 uh, celebration was endless. The the continuous efforts were endless, and you know, we 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 didn't see in front of us a human being because nobody nobody would ever imagine that somebody never tired. You never saw a yawn. You never saw an expression of of exhaustion. You know, the Rebbe would sit for hours for bring do the work. And to us, the Rebbe wasn't connected to this physical world the way we understand it, and and that's the way we perceive the Rebbe, and that's the way it was on the day to day. That's what his activities was. So we were standing in the shul on the Shmini Atzeres, and this was like the climax of the holiday. Uh, that's you know in Chabad we do two. But we celebrate the night of Shemini Atzeres and the night of Simchas Torah, both nights. So this was the first night of Shemini Atzeres. And, you know, there's pyramids and there is, uh, you know, they brought about um, a high 
platform for the Rebbe to stand because people would actually, the Rebbe reluctantly sort of agree to it because people would kill each other to, to get a glimpse of the Rebbe and to, you know, be in the Rebbe's presence. So the Rebbe sort of reluctantly agreed, but the Rebbe would stand on a high platform so that people can, can see. And the Rebbe would also have sometimes guests come from uh, the Israeli consulate and, you know, some of the famous... Uh, You've heard uh, Bibi Netanyahu has said what Rebbe has told them. That also went, uh, it must have been the second day of Simchas Torah night, but also Shemini Atzeris night was a, was a time that uh, was a very special, you know, spiritual time. And nobody would expect anything but, you know, to continue the celebration. But then all of a sudden, uh, for us, we were standing in there, they started saying, everybody get out of the shul, you know, and and the Rebbe started feeling, not feeling well, you know, and, you know, eventually the Rebbe, and it's, it's just like people can't believe how the Rebbe, you know, later on the medical, the doctor said there was a, a severe heart attack at the time, but the Rebbe continued to do the hakafot to finish the, <laughs> the order, and it was, um, uh, and the Rebbe was, was confined to his room, I mean, it was a lot of, they brought down doctors from Boston, there came specialists, and um, and the Rebbe refused to be taken to the hospital. The Rebbe said that everything that could be done in the hospital could be done in the office today. And they, they brought like the most modern equipment that they bring on the, to, to the field and the army and other things that they have just, and they brought everything, you know, in front of, in front of 770. There was a time during, during that first, the beginning, there was a time I mean, the Rebbe wasn't conscious, and there was a whole debate uh, whether they should, because the doctor said that, you know, you need to be in a hospital, you can't stay in the Rebbe's room, you can't do, and you can do a lot, but the care that the Rebbe would get in the hospital is beyond what you can get in the room. And there was a whole big debate, what do you do? The Rebbe said no, at that point the Rebbe wasn't conscious. But uh, the Rebbe said not to take him, and they knew um, that, um, and they went and asked the Rebbe's wife, the Rebbetson, they asked her what they should do. And in the end, they resolved that, no, that's the Rebbe's wishes, we'll go along with the Rebbe's wishes. I mean, you can imagine, you have to make such a decision. I mean, God forbid if it goes the wrong way, and you made that decision, you know, I mean. but. They had to make the decision and say, if the Rebbe gives blessings to everybody else, and the Rebbe says that this is what he wants to do. Um, and the Rebbe, actually, in his, in his letters, the Rebbe sometimes, when they ask the Rebbe medical questions, just the Rebbe's view in general was that you should put the person who is sick in a situation where he should be also emotionally satisfied. Because if you put a person in a situation, that can have a negative effect also on your health if you are unhappy, let's say, with your situation or things like that, uh, then you might, it might affect you negatively also medically. So they ruled at the end, and again, this has been written up, I'm just talking about from memory a little bit that I remember. And they had taken uh, the Led Rebbe and you know, Baruch Hashem, miraculous, miracles of miracles, uh, the Rebbe already um, was able to give a talk from his room, and you can hear the first talk the Rebbe gave, and what they did was, the doctor was monitoring the Rebbe in his room, 
and the people down in the big uh, synagogue downstairs heard through via hookup, heard the Rebbe is talking, and the Rebbe continued to talk that way, and, uh, and you know, Baruch Hashem, after that, he kept on improving and improving, and, but the Rebbe was still confined to the, uh, to the uh, room over there, that's where the Rebbe stayed for during the hope while he was recuperating, and finally, on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, so, you know, that was on the first day of Kislev, is when the Rebbe first went home. Now, you know, the ruling is that uh, when a person is not well and he recovers, uh, then when he finally recovers, that's when you make the blessing of Hagomel, you know, you thank Hashem for uh, granting you, for helping you. And uh, But usually that's not made while you're still... Uh, not well. That's done when you have already fully recuperated. Uh, so the fact that the Rebbe went home on Rosh Chodesh Kislev was sort of the day, that was the day of the Rebbe's recuperation. That was the day that he, he went, he came back. Now, let, don't think that the Rebbe slowed down. The doctor's advice was that the Rebbe should slow down a little bit of his activities, but the Rebbe continued with more intensity from that point and on for many, many years uh, to continue to lead the Chabad community and to teach Torah and to uh, give over. And people tried sometimes, you know, there's always a conflict between the pragmatists, you know, people are very practical and they say, well, we've got to protect the Rebbe's health, you know, it's not uh, uh, with all uh, Rebbe's spiritual standing, he's still, God placed him in a physical body, and therefore, there are certain things that one should be care that taken care of. So the people were um, trying to re- reduce some of the Rebbe's burden. So, like when people would go, the Rebbe would distribute dollars, or the Rebbe would distribute other things for the people. So some people said, "No, don't, don't, don't go to." to the line because the Rebbe is going to have to stand that many more hours on his feet and that many more uh, exert himself, they said. And, and, and occasionally the Rebbe would get wind of that, you know, like they would do. And the Rebbe objected. The Rebbe says, these things add to my strength. They add to my energy. You know, this is something which gives me chayas. Uh, and the Rebbe objected to anybody disturbing anybody. Still, there were some that were the opinion that not to uh, overdo it, you know, with... Uh, notwithstanding the Rebbe's wishes. <laughs> so it was like a, a balance between trying to, uh, you know, do, you know, everybody wanted to do what's right. You know, of course, you know, you have, you had different people, like my own father, Ova Shalom, he was like, he was a more uh, reserved kind of a person. He, he didn't like to, like, sort of what he would say, bother the Rebbe with, with, with mundane things, or, you know, he would choose very carefully what he would write or what he would say or what he would, you know, get the Rebbe's involved. But then you had other people who would, you know, every time they, they crossed the street, <laughs> they would write the Rebbe a note, you know, that the car shouldn't hit them or something, you know. Uh, I'm not, I'm saying, but there was, you know, people had different feelings, you know. Then uh, the Rebbe was always very happy when people wrote to him, you know, good, good things, you know, uh, how success, you know, that how many, uh, 
uh, Yidden, they were able, Jews, they were able to bring closer to Yiddishkeit, how many influences and about great things, you know, that they accomplished. The Rebbe would love to hear that. Those were good things. But of course, you know, like I mentioned in the previous time, a lot of times people would be very quick to write the Rebbe a problem, you know, when they have a medical problem, and they're not very quick to tell the Rebbe that, you know, the good news. But when you write to the Rebbe, uh, he wasn't just, uh, you know, just writing. It's like uh, the Rebbe would take everybody's request very seriously, and he would pray for everybody. He would take it to the OL, and it took a part of the Rebbe's life into every letter that the Rebbe got and responded to. So this was uh, one of the things. But Rosh Chodesh Kislev that year was sort of established as the day of uh, the Rebbe's celebration. As you know, mentioned, you know, the... A previous Rebbeim, uh, Rebbes, each had special days in which they celebrated their days of freedom, things like that. But by the Rebbe, you know, of course, we live in the United States. There was no issue with uh, uh, going to jail for learning Torah or doing mitzvahs. Uh, nobody objected to that. You know, you can do as much as you want. So uh, over here, this challenge was sort of considered a challenge because... All the time when a Rebbe was in prison, it was always taken as a spiritual uh, decree, something in above, which a lot of times we know exactly, it's been interpreted later on, that there was a, a uh, decree and there was a criticism against the Rebbe for spreading out too much Hasidus, for doing too much thing, the world isn't, isn't worthy yet of it. So that was sort of an expression of trying to stop the Rebbe, the criticism, and then the freedom was interpreted later on as the approval from above. No, 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 go ahead and do it even more. That's the way it was interpreted. In a similar way, it's been interpreted for the Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's world uh, changing the landscape of the whole world in the Rebbe's way was sort of, maybe it was a criticism of above. So maybe there was a, uh, a situation in which they said, you know, the Rebbe can't continue doing that way. And the fact that the Rebbe fully recuperated Baruch Hashem and was able to continue, was taken as a sign, it looks like by the Rebbe as well, that to go ahead and do it with more force because that's the approval, that we want the approval that no, it's okay and it's actually not only okay but we should be even doing more and they continue to do in a very uh, strong and a very powerful way. Rosh Chodesh Kislev became the sort of the Rebbe's personal holiday and now, you know, once a year we have all the shluchim, the Rebbe's emissaries, uh, all over the world get together. Now, the Rebbe, essentially, we can all be a shaliach. A shaliach is a very great uh, status. A shaliach means uh, an agent or an emissary from the Rebbe. Anybody who listens to the Rebbe and does what the Rebbe wants him to do, and especially to influence others in the positive, is a shaliach in a way. But then you have the official, quote-unquote, who are on the roster of shluchim. They are like the officially sanctioned shluchim, which were very very dear to the Rebbe. Like the Rebbe, you know, I don't know if you ever, there's a book called the Sefer HaShluchim, a couple of books, which the Rebbe instructed that they take pictures of all the Chabad houses and of all the shluchim and put them in. And the Rebbe would keep on his desk all the time the books of the shluchim. That was like kept very, very close. It was very, very dear to the Rebbe. And this was something that the Rebbe sort of used to influence the whole world. He used basically the shluchim. And therefore it was uh, instituted that the day that 
the international convention, when all the shluchim from all over the world get together at the headquarters, the Rebbe would address it, that was the highlight of the convention, would be on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, would be the Shabbos, in the, you know, it's not always in the, exactly in the Shabbos, but then everybody gets together and we continue that tradition, you know, I mean, that tradition is, continues till today, that so Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Yeah, I think the number counts more than 4,000 now. I mean, on the official list. And then there's probably some a lot more. Not on the official list, but whatever the case is, yes, there's a lot. And there is, I think, I think the beauty is that you have covered all, the whole width and length of the Jewish landscape because you have people in remote areas. You have an in remote areas, both physically and also spiritually, in areas where there's no Yiddishkeit whatsoever, and you also have in the highest levels, you know, you have uh, great scholars and the greatest, uh, uh, you know, tzaddikim and everything else there, and covering from all, all across the board, across everything, bringing uh, a message of, of hope, a message of inspiration, connection to Yiddishkeit, connection to Torah, connection to Hasidus, to uh, bring Mashiach. I mean, this is what the Rebbe wanted and worked for and labored uh, so much in the, his sikhas and his talks and all of his activities were permeated with that one yearning, as the Rebbe expressed, that even as a child he had the imagination of the world being in its beauty when Mashiach will come and everything will come to its glory, the world will be a, a good place, uh, come to its sort of wholesome completion. So that's what we're still working on. And, you know, we hope and we pray, you know, that uh, Hashem will send us His, his blessings. So Rosh Chodesh Kislev is therefore uh, uh, celebrated. Now, you know, sometimes there would be an issue, you say Tachanun or not, but Rosh Chodesh Kislev is Rosh Chodesh, you don't say Tachanun anyways. And you say Halal anyways. So it's, uh, it, it works out okay that you actually say Halal, and you actually, uh, uh, you know, don't celebrate. say the Tachanun, you actually celebrate it because it's uh, Rosh Chodesh. And uh, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that's what Rosh Chodesh Kislev is.